Yo, 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 what is up, party people? My name is Sage Lewis, and I'm coming to you from WFBU. Many Voices United. Many Voices United. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Many Voices United. All right, hold on. Oh. It's so easy to get distracted in your world. There's so many things. Your computer, your machines want to talk to you constantly. And what the, the, the sneaky thing about a machine is that it's like, no, it's not me that wants to talk to you. It's a human being on the other end of this thing that wants to talk to you. But really, it's your machine that wants to talk to you. It's just using the people in your lives as tools to get your attention. I think the singularity is coming. I think it's happening. I think uh, we and the machines are destined to be forever united. (laughs) I do. Hold on. Is that working? I swear to God, I just spent a half hour trying to make things nice for you. And now they're not working. Oh, I know why they're not working. Never mind. Oh, wait, I can do this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I can do it like this. There. Now, check it out. Look at that. Look at what I did for you. I made a thing. It says Sage Against the Machine Podcast, episode 94. And then, and then I made a pop-up that says my name. See? See, this is love. This is love, ladies and gentlemen. Doing the things with the stuff all for you. Oh, aren't you lucky? Aren't you just lucky? (laughs) Apparently, I can also spam you now with links or something. I don't even, I don't know. I don't know. I, I spent five minutes this morning actually working on the show. So, there. Hi. I don't know. I don't know what you can see. I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, there it is. Look at me. Look at me. With such a high-end show, ladies and gentlemen, with pop-up graphics and intro music. (laughs) Here. I also have effects that I probably won't... Oh, listen to this. Hello, everyone. I am Sage from another planet. I don't know. I couldn't hear that. Did you hear that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, and then I have these. Oh, look, look. Oh. Wait. Oh, yeah. There it is. Eastern Sands, ladies and gentlemen. Do you feel it? Do you feel it? I feel it. There's something about the East. It's very meditative. Those are some trippy people over there, man. Them and their gurus. And their starvation. <laughs> and their extreme suffering. It makes them trippy, man. All that sand and heat and starvation and poverty puts out this kind of music. It's pretty good, really, when you think about it. Here's an enchanted meadow for you. Let's listen to an enchanted meadow. This is people that uh, have a lot of sex and water. Sex and water. It's happier, don't you think? think it's just happier sex and water go a long way beautiful people naked in a a forest with birds chirping and water it's it's goodness it's good all the way around (laughs) is that effect is on my voice anymore no i don't think so i don't think so uh, interactivity, okay, look, look, 
What the heck? I'm so confused. Gaming, news, events, live dashboard. Now I can't get back to the one screen I want to be on where the comments are. How am I going to? Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Hold on. I got to find the comments. Stream. Ah, I found it. Wait, viewers. Wait. Uh... Oh, this is, it's going to be that kind of show, ladies and gentlemen, where we actually just sit around watching me fiddle with buttons. Okay, seriously, though, where the heck are the comments? Live my live show. Oh, there we go. There they are. Ah, <laughs> Jane, what's up, party people? Okay, now what I want to do is I want to pop this out. I want to pop this out. Uh, I can't, now I can't figure that out. Um, wonderful to see you out at Porch Rockers, says Jane. Uh, thank you. It was nice to be out there. Um, and good morning to you, Silk. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, I'm streaming a little early this morning. Okay, this look, this is the last time. Uh, I'm going to fiddle with this. It said push these buttons and then I could pop this out. I just, oh, settings. I'm at settings. Comments, settings. Okay, seriously, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm going to try and stop. I have an obsessive problem. It, okay, one last thing. One last thing. Publish comments from the comments section of the sidebar. Click on the blah 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 I want to publish the comments. That's exactly what I want to do. How do I do that? I click those buttons. Okay? I click the buttons. I want to publish my comments. I guess maybe... All right, never mind. Never mind. I'll just do it the old-fashioned way. The sagey way. Where it's... Hacked and stupid there. <laughs> I just wanted these to stream onto my screen. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. There I am. Look. Um, Porch Rocker was really great. Um, uh, I will come down. Oh, I haven't. I, I need to see your petition, Silk. I, I, I'm going to come to that. Let's talk. Yeah. Porch Rocker is like somebody said to me at Porch Rocker it was it's a it's the homecoming for Akron which I don't think is totally accurate like it's the homecoming for I think West Akron I mean the number of black people I see at Porch Rocker in no way represents the actual uh percentage of black people in Akron that's how you know it's not an Akron homecoming it's a white yuppie homecoming and there's nothing wrong with a white yuppie homecoming i'm not dissing that i just you know i just want to you know i like to point out the racism of it's a homecoming for akron nah it's 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 you highland square west side liberal elite white people homecoming which is lovely I have no problem with that. <laughs> I just, you know, I, I, I mean, look, these DEIJ, pseudo DEIJ white hipsters uh, don't understand their own racist thoughts. They were, I'm not racist, says a white hipster. From Highland Square. Oh, oh, that's the first racist thing you said today. <laughs> Silk says it's not a community if it's not for all of us. And so that's the thing. Like, I mean, you were free to come. And in fact, I did see a homeless friend of mine. Dickweed was there. Dickweed was there with his girlfriend. They picked up some tarot cards. Um... Dickweed uh, is no longer homeless. He has a car and a house. It's amazing. It's amazing. 
So, but he was the only homeless person I saw there. Um, was the free bus thing still going on at that time? We we had a week where the bus was totally free for the week. Um, so at any rate, but I loved Porch Rocker. As I was sitting there in, uh, what is that park that I was in? Can't remember. I was thinking... Thank you, Mad Men, for not mowing me down in this park. (laughs) You're just sitting ducks out there for insane people with AR-15 guns. Just any guns, really. There's 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 no hope for you. We go to events like this at the pleasure of Mad Men. A crazed madman um, uh, did not wake up that morning that morning and say, "You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make national news by mowing down about a dozen white hipsters this morning in a park in West Akron." So to that, I say thank you, <laughs> thank you for not mowing us down. Um. Because that's really all we have, is them just choosing not to do that, right? I mean, that's the only, that's the only, that's the only defense we have, is them choosing not to mow us down at our events, or our schools, or our churches, or really our malls, just anywhere, just anywhere we might gather (laughs) at a concert in Las Vegas. So, thank you for that. (laughs) <laughs> I appreciate that. Not getting mowed down. No one got mowed down at Porch Rocker this year. Lovely, lovely. Which makes you think, really understand how few really crazy people there are. I'm not letting you out there, kitty. It's too early. Cat. Oh, fine. Just the cat's so persistent. Um, the... Uh, so that was my first thought. The other thought is, um, I'm just an introvert. I am overwhelmed. I'm, I'm overwhelmed by people. And in many ways, like overwhelmed, like how kind people are and engaging people are. Um, I'm just, I'm, I just can't take you guys because you're, you're so awesome. Like you're just so Christopher, what's up, Christopher? It's good to see you. And um, so, like, I, I, you know, my my natural state of existence is right here <laughs> where I'm safely away from all of you amazing people. And I'm not joking. You are amazing. You're very kind and lovely, and I always feel good after seeing you. I really, truly do. I wouldn't lie to you. If I said I hated you, I, I would tell you that. I I just don't. I, 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 I'm, I'm overwhelmed by you. It's just a lot. <laughs> As an introvert, <laughs> it's a. Well, excuse me. The cat's being annoying as hell. Excuse me. All right, fine. Go annoy, man. Live your life. Who am I to be anti-libertarian for my cat? <laughs> we live in a duplex my my mother-in-law lives downstairs and he goes and meows at her door until he lets her in. he's just annoying he's unrelenting unrelenting no wonder cats are the king of the jungle or whatever they just will not stop <laughs> uh silk says not if the black community or gay community is not comfortable with it so you're right about racism so yeah i mean it's one of those things that, like, the low-income people, black people, gay—I mean, maybe gay people came. I imagine gay people. I saw gay people. I think I saw gay people. I, 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 uh, <laughs> I stereotype some people, some men. I mean, Highland Square is a notoriously gay community. I lived there a long time. I'm. It's not a. That's not a diss. It's, I think, a benefit. I get, I mean, I'm glad I left Medina. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, Jane says, right, the gay folks flocked to Porch Rocker. I think that's right. I mean, they weren't wearing a sign or a, a button that said, I'm gay, but pretty much you can tell those guys, you know, the guys. <laughs> I think it's harder to tell lesbians. Um, I think it is. Yeah, typically. But not the guys. You're like, oh, man, that, that couple, that's a gay couple if I ever saw one. And that's, you know, like they're <laughs> they're smelling the soaps. They're smelling the scents of everything. They're buying everything because they're rich. <laughs> and so, yeah, definitely the gay community feels comfortable at Porch Rocker. Um the um but yeah definitely not proportionately black um and i think it's because um oh my god massive hot dog recall put on the best show oh my god is that a band jane says they loved my plants oh yeah your plants your plants were beautiful yeah see see that's all i'm saying Okay, Massive Hot Dog Recall. Is that a band? I missed it. I was at a booth um, uh, I, for a school that my, my wife works for, and uh, it was super fun. And so I just heard the, the music. Okay, Massive. This just in, ladies and gentlemen, says Kevin McCartney. Massive Hot Dog Recall kicks ass. All right, I got to go find that. I got to find, I got to go listen to the massive hot dog recall. I mean, they got a hell of a name. Can't deny that. <laughs> Acronauts. People are so clever. They're so clever. I love it. I love it. Um. So, Porch Rocker, Rocky, my wife got up the next morning and she's like, you know, if I had put on Porch Rocker, I'd be mighty proud of, my, proud of myself right now. And that's true. I mean, it was, it's a beautiful event. I feel like Porch Rocker is such an event. Um, I think people from out of town should come to Porch Rocker. It's so cool. It's so cool. Oh, uh, Al Mother's Ball. Oh, okay. Whoa, whoa, wrong, wrong, wrong. Uh, Al Mother's Ball, Brother and Devo. Okay, okay, all right. See, see, look at you guys understanding the music scene. The music scene. Um, it's on my mind, the music scene these days. Um, so, I have a building, okay? Let me show you a picture of my building. 15 Broad Street, Akron. Maybe you can help me out. Images here. This is my building. Look at there. Isn't that nice? There it is. There it is. <laughs> I love my building. Um, it is like my playground. It's cool because a commercial building is a place you can do things that you can't do in a house. Like, you're allowed to run businesses. So, like, for example, I have something called Market Middlebury that we started last Sunday. It's going to be, it reminds me, i got to put out some signs, I think, tomorrow around the neighborhood. We're going to have uh, free hot dogs and $5 car washes at Market Middlebury this Sunday. Market Middlebury is on Sundays from 12 to 3. Anybody can put up a table for free. There's no cost to put up a table at Market Middlebury. There's no cost. There's just no cost. Like, go put up a table. My only rule is there's, like, uh, my tagline is everything except booze, drugs, guns, and people. You can't sell those things. You can't sell booze, drugs, guns, or people. Otherwise, as far as I know, and I've tested it. People have asked me crazy things. And I'm like, no, that fault. They're like, what about marijuana? No, I'm like, no, that's a drug. Like, what about children? Can I sell children? No, those, those are people. So, so far, my, my blanket statement has hold, held, uh, held up. <laughs> I would love for you to show up, uh, Kevin. It's, it's um, 
Uh, it's on Sundays. Market Middlebury is on Sundays. And it's at my building. This this building right here. This building right here. It's on the it's on the uh, left hand side. It's down an alley. Like here. Hold on. There. It's not a very big picture. This is not a very good picture. I mean it's a fine picture. Actually, it's a very nice picture. It's over here. It's over here on the left hand side. You just come up here and blam, go to Market Middlebury. And I did it. Um for the idea was initially for homeless people because I can't put tents in my yard anymore. And it's like a stalemate. I put up tents. They take, tell me to take tents down, blah, 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 blah. Um, I have some shelter ideas for the winter coming. Um, I'm not going to tell you them because they'll probably invent a law that, you know, I like to, I like to pop it on them. So then they have to go and, well, first of all, they're watching this video. Like, literally, I bet you at least four people from the city are uh, on taxpayer dollars watching this video right now. I, I, it's ridiculous. They're, they're, they're ridiculous. Like, I'm enemy number one, okay? Um, ah, yes. So, um, Shannon says, I could do an indoor flea market in the winter. Okay, okay. There's so many good ideas. You got Hi, Shannon. It's good to see you. Um, yes. So, okay. So the space that you see right here is the top level, but underneath there is a basement that is, um, it looked like this actually second chance homeless village looked like this. We had a day center down there and it got closed down. And um, the biggest reason is because I don't have an occupancy permit down there. And I would like to have a flea market down here, but I'm working on the occupancy permit. I, I'll talk about that again. Literally, I, I, there is, look, city people, there's nobody down there right now, okay? It's not happening. There's, there's nothing going on. Just relax. I'm not, there's not homeless people in this building, okay? I'm working with my architect to resubmit the um resubmit the blueprints for church of the nomadic spirit of which i am the minister or pastor can i be minister or pastor i don't know which i like pastor pastor sage minister sage pa i don't know i don't know i have to really think about that so um and then to um, Shannon's point, I could have, uh, I'm trying to see if I could do an indoor assembly and then I could have a flea market down there. Now, this leads me to where we are currently with the building. Okay. Um, There, Father Sage. Oh, shizzle. That's ridiculous. That's overwhelming, too. Like, Father Sage. Father Father Sage. It's like Father Chris Kringle. Father Time. Father, Father Sage. Can I be a father? Or do, is that all owned by the Catholics? I'll look into that. Woo! It's exciting. It's exciting. Um... There are some, okay, what is going on at my building right now is, I think, a microcosm of what is going on in Middlebury, which is where my building is overall, okay? So there is a, a nascent, a small budding music scene going on at the building. And uh, upstairs, we have, like, recording and, and that sort of thing. But I would like the lower level to be a place where we could have concerts. Okay? I would like that. I am a musician by trade. That's what I went to college for. I believe in music. I love music. I am all about music. They are trying to gentrify Missy Frizzle. Missy Frizzle. 
Great name, by the way, Missy Frizzle. Good morning to you. Good morning to you, Missy Frizzle. Nice to see you. Um, they are trying to gentrify Middlebury. They have the East. What is that? The East End. I never go there, uh, but it's like a block from my building. And I think they have concerts. There's a there's a there's a theater down there and all this stuff. And so I would like to be a music hub. Okay? I I don't I mean <laughs> I can I will say there are some um middle-class white people that have moved into the neighborhood and I think they still live there and I don't know how they do it. Uh, I don't know that a lot of people, a lot of middle-class white people are going to want to move into the Middlebury area. Um, Oh, cool. So uh, Shannon says, heck yeah, I can help. I ran a small venue in Kent called the rat's tooth and it was awesome. <gasps> also in a basement. Okay. 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 See, okay. That sounds good. That sounds good. So what I would like is I have a vision of it being a venue and um, being a place for church service, for the Church of the Nomadic Spirit, and like an indoor flea market. See, these are things that you can do in a building that you cannot do in a house, right? These are... I mean, you can do them until you get caught and then they shut you down and, you know, they got all these tools to apply pressure. So, but here's the thing. Most people don't like homeless people. <laughs> Um, I can understand why they don't like homeless people. Um, hipster liberals like homeless people as long, uh, oh yeah, sweet. Missy says we met at the 2020 protest. Sean Mansfield. I love Sean Mansfield. I love Sean. How is he doing? Um, really great energy. Uh, I hope all is well. I really gravitated towards Sean. He's a really great force in the world. Um, so, theoretically, people like helping the homeless people. So, so, in fact, it's come to the point like this. I have people that love helping the homeless people, Okay. And I try to keep them away from the homeless people. <laughs> Almost, I mean, at a high rate of conversion. Is he good? Oh, good. I'm good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Glad, glad to hear it. Excellent. Um, uh... Yeah, Shannon's, see, you feel it, right? Rock out spiritually and rock the soul and get that hustle all in one shot. Yes, it all comes back down to community, which I think is what all of these things are, right? Um, a flea market, a church service, a venue. It's the community thing. Community is, I believe, the secret to life. I believe we can solve all the world's problems on our own, if we would just come together and uh, with an open heart and an open mind, we wouldn't need all these laws and politicians dividing us and police killing us and blah 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 blah. We wouldn't need that. Uh, I really, really, truly believe that community is the answer. So here's the thing. Homeless people are a challenge, okay? I'm going to give you a story. We had uh, two or three people of family that came, started coming um, and participating in the community, and they were awesome. 
They were awesome. They helped so much, and I loved them so much. And they were really into it. They were really into the people, and they were really into the thing. And there was a couple. A woman was pregnant. A homeless woman was pregnant, and she wanted to keep the baby. It's very challenging to keep a baby with uh, child and family services. They'll, they're, uh, they'll just steal that baby right away. Child and family services can take your baby at any time based on hearsay. They can just be like, I heard you're beating that child. That child is now mine. Literally, I'm not exaggerating that. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. Uh, so the homeless woman wanted to keep the baby. And the g- deal was that she was going to go to another state to live with her brother. And at first we thought the state was... Um, West Virginia, which was like a four-hour drive. And then this, this, this supporting family was like, easy. I'll be happy to drive her down there. Well, it turned out it wasn't West Virginia. It was Missouri, which was a 12-hour drive. But they're like, you know what? We're going to do it. We're going to help this lady. We're going to help this woman keep her baby, move with her, her, her into the house with her um, brother, blah, 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 blah. Um, and so they drove her 12 hours, her and her boyfriend, 12 hours to Missouri. I would say within two weeks, she's back. Got a bus. She um, got another supporting group to pay for a bus ticket back to Akron. And that was the end of that family. (laughs) Because they were upset. I, I imagine that's what it was. I mean, they never really talked to me about it. They came one more time after that, and the guy kind of glared at me. Wasn't my fault. I don't think he was mad at me. Maybe he was mad at me. Who knows? People are mad at me all the time. I don't know. I can't keep up with who's mad at me and who's not mad at me. Um, but he was mad. I know that for a fact. I could see it in his eyes. He just sat there like stoically saying nothing. And then he never came back. And it was because he got too close to homeless people. Homeless people will steal from you. Homeless people will lie to you. Um, I knew a woman who let a homeless person live in her house, which I tell people to never, ever do. Never do that. You can put them in your garage, in your shed, or in a tent in your backyard. Do not let them in your house. The uh, homeless person just went through the house and stole a bunch of stuff and left. Um, One of the greatest supporters, unending supporters, I'm not going to mention her name because she didn't tell me that I could tell her this story, but uh, a homeless person stole her wallet out of her car. Um, I can't even keep track of all the things homeless people have stolen from me. They steal from each other. They steal from businesses. They steal from the community. Um, they are Destiny. Hi, Destiny. So good to see you, Destiny. Destiny is has her kids back. Is that right? Destiny was living in a tent with us for a long time, and now test Destiny is doing awesome. Uh... For a long time, Destiny was the only person to punch me. <laughs> that is no longer true. I have now been hit by another guy. So now um, I'm saying that not because not to out Destiny, but to say that I love Destiny. But look, if you aren't ready 
to be stolen from. Good. I'm glad she's smiling. Good. It's true. She will agree. Knocked my glasses right off of my face. She did. Um. <laughs> On a long enough timeline, and the timeline does not have to be that long, you will be betrayed by the people you are helping in the homeless community. Theoretically, in any community. I once went to a meeting for foster parenting, and the person was like, look, uh, we do an interview process, and like, we'll ask you, like, how would you feel if the four-year-old you're fostering just got up on the dining room table and just peed all over the living room? How would that make you feel? Because that happens. Or at least happened once. I'm sure it was one of those stories, you know, of epic proportions. You're never going to believe what happened to the Smith family. So, um, for the most part, I try to keep most people away from homeless people. Um, now, there are people that can handle it. And, I've, and there are, like... George Ann, Laren, Ashley, uh, and I'm missing dozens of people that have experienced exactly what I have experienced and um, and don't quit. And my wife, I've 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 had many people. My wife, um, police officers, fire. People say this question to me. Why do you keep helping them? (laughs) Why do you keep helping them? So let's answer that question. The the, the number one reason I give back is I say this. I say, look, there is nothing they could do to anyone that would in any way make up for how society has treated them. Okay? Does that make sense to you? That... It's terrible out there for people that society hates. Have you seen the flyer, Cleveland? Okay, hold on. Um, Cleveland anti-panhandler flyer. Okay. Uh, Let me see if I can find it. Um... I just saw on Twitter this flyer that's going around um, that's going around Cleveland put out I don't know by the by the city of Cleveland let me see I'm, that tells you all the ways you should not help uh, Cleveland panhandlers. Um, nope, latest, top. Where'd it go? Where did it go? All right, I can't find it. I can't find it, but I saw it. I saw it the other day, and, um, oh, wait, maybe maybe it's here. And, um... It's crazy. Like, it's just like, oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm in the wrong account. Log out. Okay. Um, log in. Okay. Uh, all right. 
No, enter code. Verification. Okay, they tested me a code. Okay. So at any rate, but you get the idea, right? There is a flyer going around Cleveland that is all like, um, don't give money to panhandlers. And what a load of shit that is. Nothing is working. Nothing is working. All right. Anyways, it doesn't matter. So um, there are, you know, they, the, the general gist is that, you know, don't feed the animals, that kind of thing. Don't, don't give food to homeless people. Don't give tents to homeless people. You're just enabling them to live a less than human life or something. You know, it's, you know, it's like white middle class leaders making the choice of how people should live their lives. But what it really is, is it's people running cities that don't like the look of poor people. Being poor in, in, in America is an embarrassment. We're, our streets are supposed to be paved with gold. And if if the truth comes out that our, our, our cities are filled with poverty, it looks bad. So that's all that we're doing is we're trying to hide panhandlers. We're trying to hide homeless people so that we can all pretend that everything is okay. That is the solution to poverty in America. Just hide it. It's absolutely the solution. They don't, um, out of sight, out of mind, is the, is the plan, is the plan. They don't want to see homeless people because it makes the wealthy people feel icky. So, um, that's why I do it. Because this is this is this is wrong. This is um, this is a great societal wrong that we are incurring, and it is savage. It's it's not just like you know, like just saying I hate homeless people. It's withholding food and shelter and resources from homeless people. It's a passive extermination. You see what I'm saying? It's 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 Hitler light. It I'm not over exaggerating this in any way shape or form. Society hates poor people because it makes the rich people feel icky. And I get why you feel icky. Poor people, um, are make you feel uncomfortable. Panhandlers make you feel uncomfortable, and there are, of course, it's a very small percentage, but the the stories blow up. Super insane homeless people that are actually a danger. Uh, there was panhandler at the corner of Hawkins and West Market who. Uh, I think is still in jail, but will be getting out soon because he strangled a woman in front of Acme, the grocery store. He's not allowed to be on that corner anymore. <laughs> and it doesn't surprise me at all. That guy would sit on that corner and yell at people and throw stuff and throw the trash can. I called on him once. I called on him. I'm like, this guy is out of control. Uh, but until he actually physically um, hurts someone, you don't go to jail. You just sit there until until someone gets hurt. That's uh, Christopher James Anderson in the house. What is up, my brother? Good to see you. Good to see you. Um, and so that is our system. And so I guess maybe if we hide our homeless people and hide our panhandlers then it's less likely that they will emerge and attack rich people. I, maybe. 
But that's not it. I mean, th- I'm really trying to give the people that want to um, end the visualization of panhandlers and homeless people a, a benefit of the doubt. But when, what it really is, is it's bad marketing for their city. It's bad marketing for their city when I show um, abandoned houses, uh, people overdosing. Um, it, it was bad marketing to have 70 people in my backyard in tents because the message in Akron was always, oh, we don't have a big homeless problem. Like, well, I don't know. I got 70 people here in the backyard in the middle of winter in tents, and I I have a waiting list. So I don't know. I'd say it isn't great. No, 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 no. Sage, we don't have – we have zero veteran homeless. Oh, really? Because I got three of those in my yard right now. No, 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 no. So it, 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 these people are easily embarrassed. The homeless service providers are easily embarrassed. The – Politicians have a thin skin, and um, and so they just want it to disappear. They don't want to deal with it, actually, because the dealing with it seems complicated to them. They can't have people living in tents in my backyard because then it makes them look like they have a poverty issue, which they do, but they don't want you to know it. Okay, so that's why I mostly help homeless people. And then I just have homeless friends that I I go over there and I feel good when I go over to uh, hang out with my homeless people. I come out feeling better. I enjoy their company. I do. I do. And um, when they steal from me, I get really mad. Um, Ah, Shannon. I always want to know what Shannon's wisdom is because Shannon's super smart. People are scared of homeless people because they know how strong they are. They look at them like, how the hell do you do it? People fear what they don't understand. That's a wise statement. So um, they fear what they don't understand. How do you live unsheltered all winter long? Now, what people don't understand is anybody can do it. You could do it. Everybody can do it. humans are surprisingly resilient you you think you're weak and you are in the mind don't get me wrong most of you are very soft and um fragile in the mind but your body is very strong um you could crawl up into a dumpster and survive uh Pretty much in any weather, I would think. Um, oh, okay. So Shannon says when she was on the streets, I got that statement a lot. How the hell do you do it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I can understand that. There is also this nothing to lose aspect to homeless people. They're a little too free, which I think, I don't know that, that, um, leaders or I don't know that they have thought this deeply about how they feel truly, but I would imagine unconsciously they're like, holy cow, these people are wild. They, we can't control them. We don't, they don't pay rent. They don't pay taxes. They just wander the streets free and they could do anything at any time. And mostly they don't. They just want to live. They just like, dudes, can I just sit down and have a nap somewhere? So, <laughs> but, so yeah. So I think there is a great deal of fear. I think Shannon's right. Um, but what I can tell you is that all my neighbors hate my homeless friends. All of them. All of them. Well, there is actually Ardmore. What is Ardmore? I don't know that they hate them. Ardmore is, I might, Ardmore, Akron, Ohio. They are right down, Ardmore is, um, what do they do? What does Ardmore do? They're a neighbor right next to me. And uh, what do they do um, about us? Let's see what Ardmore does. Ardmore, during the pandemic, 
Congregate home, shared living, community services, adult day hab. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just people the rest of society doesn't want to deal with, probably. I think. That's what I think. We believe that everyone deserves a place in their community where they are safe, seen, heard, respected, loved, and given opportunities to contribute. See, now there you go. So that's the radicalness of Ardmore. No wonder they like me because we see eye to eye on those kinds of things. Um, yeah, they, um, they never complain about me. The Catholic Church complains about me. There's a business down the hill that complains about me. Um, most of my residential neighbors don't complain about me because they're drug addicts and thieves themselves. And so they're like, I don't know, we're cool. They come over. Uh, Shannon says that you return to the human primal state. If it wasn't for my kids, I would have stayed on the streets. Honestly, I preferred it. My rules, my way, just out of the way. We must discuss what Shannon is saying here. It is fine to live on the streets. If you aren't hurting someone, if you aren't hurting anyone, you want if you want to live free, you want to be a free person, free of utilities, free of over-exaggerated rent costs, we must have a place for you. Free to do drugs. If you want this whole drug war drug thing, I mean, fine. Like, you want to, the marijuana thing. Just drink alcohol and do pot okay get your get your uh license you know get your medical marijuana card and just drink and do pot all day and in a tent and you're good um i think some people use meth because i know for a fact that some people i uh friends of mine were uh given um um Adderall as a kid because they had attention deficit and then they were using illicit drugs and then the doctors took them off of Adderall and they couldn't get Adderall so they use meth for focusing which is fine um, most people I know are managing their meth use quite well some people take too much and then they don't sleep and then they go bananas I think it's mostly the lack of sleep water, and food that creates the psychosis of meth. I believe. I believe. I I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a meth expert, but look, you stay up for three. We know for a fact that uh, lack of sleep creates hallucina, hallucinations. So anybody that's been up three to five days on meth is bound to hallucinate, right? And maybe the meth augments it. I don't know. I think it's mostly the lack of water and lack of sleep that creates the hallucinations. But I have many friends that are like, look, Sage, I use meth every day and I sleep every night. Perfect. Perfect. And really, I don't even care if you have hallucinations. I'm all for hallucinations. There's some good acid going around town right now. Um, a guy I was talking to said uh, he saw... He took some of this acid and saw a zebra walking right down Market Street. I'm like, God damn, that's pretty fucking good. <laughs> uh, 36 hours, you go after 36 hours of no sleep, your body goes into shock. I believe that. I believe that's the, the primal cause. These people are up all night long and then they withhold, the city withholds places for me to allow them to lay down. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's like the city is con is is encouraging uh, these huge long uh, benders on meth. I don't know. That's not what meth people call it. What do they call? It? They're rolling. Is that what they call it? When they're they're rolling, I I think that's what they say. Um, for the record, I am straight edge. I drink tea, mostly Lipton, sometimes Earl Grey. I, I like English breakfast upon occasion too. And Diet Coke. I do not smoke. I do not take any marijuana. I have my um, uh, uh, FFL. I, I'm, a, I'm a licensed gun dealer, and I'm not allowed to do drugs. And I like being straight. I like it. I've been straight for uh, 19 years. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I have no desire to be high right now. Oh, rolling is ecstasy. Thank you, Shannon. 
That's not to say I don't want to get back into the drug scene at some point in time, but um, not right now. I mostly want to get into the hallucination stuff. Uh, Ayahuasca, DMT, maybe some ecstasy. I've never done any of those. I've never done shrooms. Uh, I've done acid. I did acid in college. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Tweaking, of course. Sorry, you're right. What am I thinking? You're right. Thank you, Shannon. Um... um i've never really enjoyed marijuana i i I get really wigged out i probably always do too much i do too much of everything that's one of the reasons i don't do a lot of drugs or i don't do any drugs uh, anymore because i just can't i like i just i just want to go hard on everything so um look i'm i'm a big believer in doing drugs if you want to do drugs i don't do drugs i don't drink i don't smoke um, I have started drinking a cup or two of coffee a week, which is kind of fun, I guess. Actually, I used to love coffee. Now I don't even love it that more that much. Now I'm more of a tea drinker. So, uh, I'm a real libertarian when it comes to this stuff. Live your life. It's your life. Live your life. Yeah. Shannon is right about this. Microdosing shrooms is breaking through the mental illness treatment of PTSD and bipolar. That is. See, I would like to experiment with, not necessarily for myself. I am on, oh, I forgot. I am on a a prescribed medication of 40 milligrams of citalopram, which is citalis, I think. I just do the, um, I just do the uh, generic version, which is, I just know it by citalopram, which is, I think, citalis, I think. Uh, No coffee. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. I had to quit the coffee because what would happen was I drank two pots of coffee in the morning. By then, by the middle of the afternoon, I had smoked a pack of cigarettes and then I started drinking. Coffee was my gateway drug. Uh, And so I stopped coffee, smoking cigarettes, and drinking all at the same time. And, And I don't think I have a coffee problem. I have a cigarette problem. I have a, you know, I like drinking. I like I like putting stuff in my mouth all the time. I'm a drinker, so I drink a lot of water, a lot of tea, and a lot, not a lot of Diet Coke. I try to only drink one or two Diet Cokes a day. Um, I have no reason to lie to you about any of this. What, what do I care? What do I care? It is what I am. I'll, I'll drop any day of the, you pay for the test. I will pee in a cup on live national Facebook Live. I will, I'm happy to do it. Happy to do it. Um, but that doesn't mean I don't support other people doing drugs. I'm hundred percent in support of it. Uh, I just can't say enough that it's your life. And I love going back to what Shannon said. Um, honestly, I, I preferred being on the streets. My rules, my way, my rules, my way. It's Burger King, baby. Gotta have it my way. Um, I believe we need places where people can live extremely cheaply and free and free. Doesn't have to be nice, but they have to have a place because there are people without any mo- without uh uh. <laughs> Shannon says if I didn't have coffee, I'd catch a case. Right on. See, see, there you go. That's how you know you. Do the coffee. Do the coffee. Nobody needs a case, man. The felonies. You any amount of uh meth in your possession any amount instant felony instant felony ladies and gentlemen ridiculous ridiculous so i see i believe the only gateway drug is trauma bam missy dropping it dropping it dropping it already getting the heart i'm gonna give a heart on that uh that probably is the most real truth to it all um uh (laughs) <laughs> they watch you too, Jane. I, yeah, see, for sure. Um, I do believe that trauma uh, and severe trauma from especially um, poverty-driven, generational poverty that creates the trauma is insane. I can't believe I have to wrap it up. It's already 59 minutes. I have to go. My show is only an hour. Um, we got to be more accepting of people. That's all. I, that's all. Person wants to live in a tent, give them a place to live in a tent. Person wants to live in a car, give them a place to live in a car. Person wants to, uh, you know, and then that's it. Like, can I live on the on the sidewalk downtown? No, you can't. You have to go over here. We have a place for you guys. Uh, yeah, and Shannon, 
reiterates the truth of trauma as the gateway drug. Shannon says, so true doll, mine stemmed from childhood abuse. Absolutely it did. People, I love you. Uh, let's keep fighting for everyone. Keep fighting for diversity, equity, and inclusion. Inclusion for everyone. I believe as long as you aren't physically hurting someone, there is a place for all of us. All of us. Peace and blessings to you, Shannon. All right, everybody, you have a great day. I'll see you later. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide.